Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today for Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 32, continuing with the series of Armed and Dangerous. Last week, I uh, started with the overview of the book of Ephesians and started to get just a little bit into... um, our topic of discussion, which is the armor of God. Uh, I'd like to make a shout out to all those near and far, to those here in the United States, and to those in other countries as well. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your support. And um, just thank God for you. And we know that the Word of God is universal and that God is faithful in every country, in every language and to all people and so my prayer is that you're encouraged and strengthened today and that as we go forth in um, learning more about the armor of God uh, my prayer is that as we learn more that our strategy and our stance in our fight towards the enemy that we will gain much more ground so let's just begin with the word of prayer Father God we thank you for your word we thank you that as those that will be listening Today, Father God, tomorrow, next week, whenever, Lord, I thank you that you bless the teaching of your word, and we thank you that you have given us instructions in your word so that we can continue to be successful in you. I give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We're doing this teaching on the armor of God that's laid out in Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10. The Apostle Paul um, concludes this letter with the armor of God and be sure to listen we're going to I'm going to review but to listen to it more I'm going to review quickly but to listen to the overview if you haven't already heard in its entirety you got to listen to last week's episode episode 31 where I give the intro to the book of Ephesians an overview of the book of Ephesians that was written by the apostle Paul and it was written to the church of Ephesus um Paul is the one that founded the church of Ephesus and it was written to those believers there and not just those believers there but believers in the days to come and that includes you and me and so this particular book like some others was not written to um, take care of any like church stuff or uh, rules and regulations or to deal with anything that had uh, come up in the church but this was more of a book of instruction and um, more of a book um, to just strengthen and encourage the believer, right? And so we all need encouragement at some time. And so um, Paul made mention of the church and compared the church to several different things. Um, He compared the church to a body, a physical body. He compared the church to a bride, a temple, a mystery, 
new man and a soldier. And so we're going to look at his comparison to a soldier. And it's interesting to note that when Paul received this revelation about the armor of God, you know, Paul, he was in and out of prison many times. Many uh, books that he wrote were from prison. And when he received this revelation, he was actually um, chained to a Roman soldier. And that's how, uh, in that day and time, that's how the prisoners, they were chained to the, to the actual guard. And so he was chained to the Roman soldier. And as he began to look at the pieces of the Roman soldier's uh, apparel, the Holy Spirit began to open it up to him and began to explain to him about the armor of God and how we are to look in the spirit. You have to understand that the battle is, the battleground is the mind. Okay, And when the enemy comes to attack, he comes to attack the mind with thoughts, suggestions, and ideas. The Bible says that we're to take every thought captive that exalts itself above the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we are bombarded with thoughts, each and every one of us, all throughout the day. And it is our job and responsibility that we can choose to think on those thoughts or we can choose to think on things above. It's like the Bible says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are a good report, think on these things. And so while um, our mind is bombarded with thoughts all throughout the day, sometimes crazy thoughts, you know, we all have them, they, all, they come to each and every one of us, but what you do with that thought will determine, you know, your course of, of life. And so here, the Apostle Paul he gives us, before he begins to talking about the different pieces of armor, he gives us um, just some instructions, first of all, before he begins to get into each piece. And so we're going to break this down so that we can understand. Now, this particular teaching, there's so much more to it that I'm just giving you just like the skeleton of it because it's so, it's so, so much. And so... It would do you well to do some personal study time um, on this topic because it's one that we need to know. It's one that we need to know as believers. We have to understand who our enemy is. We have to understand how he works and operates. And we have to understand that God has given us the weaponry where which we can defeat him, where we can defeat him. And Jesus has already paid the price. He's already defeated the enemy. But the enemy tries to come and tries to take what rightfully belongs to us. And so it's our job as the children of God to stand firm on the word of God and what God has given us. And the book of Ephesians can be summed up in two words. It can sum up Jesus Christ in two words that he is unsearchable riches. And I mentioned last week that as I read the book of Ephesians, it just I, I can't help but stay still. Because it's it's just so powerful and it's so rich in all that is contained um, in that book. So the apostle, and you're going to hear my paper rattling because I'm looking at my notes um, to make sure that I uh, give you the, these definitions. Some of them I don't have committed to my full memory yet, but I'm sure that by the end of this teaching, they will be pretty much in my memory bank for a while there to stay. So he starts off in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. If you have your Bible, go ahead and get it out. 
and just look there. He starts off by saying, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And when he's saying this, finally, um, he's just saying, you know, in conclusion, everything that I've said before all of this, listen to this part right here that I'm getting ready to say. This is very, very important what I'm getting ready to tell you. Take note of what I'm about to say right here. If you've fallen off and missed everything else, hear me and hear me good about this part right here. And he gives a strong command to be strong in the Lord. And the word strong is a Greek word that's compounded of two words. And when you put these two words together, it describes an inner strengthening. It's the Greek word endunemu. It describes an inner strengthening. And it conveys the idea of being infused with an excessive dose of dynamic inner strength and ability. Okay? So it's a dynamic inner strength or ability. All right? And it's an inner strengthening. So he's telling the believer to be strong in Dunaymu, to be strong in the Lord, okay? And he's not giving a, a, just a mere suggestion, but it's a command that's in the strongest sense. So this is not a one-shot, but this is a supernatural power that strengthens a believer for a very, very, very long time. And in the Lord lets you know that this power can only be found in the Lord. It can't be found anywhere else. It only can be found in the Lord. This power is only in the Lord. It's not in your money. It's not in your husband. It's not in your wife. It's not in your kids. This power is only found in the Lord. And in order to tap into this power, you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And a relationship requires that you spend time in his presence. The more that you spend in his presence, the more that you're going to become like him and the more of him is going to rub off on you, okay? And then those around you will notice it. They will see it, all right? So you have to spend time with the Lord. You have to spend time in his presence, getting acquainted with his voice, getting acquainted with his presence so that when he tells you to move, when he tells you to execute, when he tells you to do something, You'll know that it's him without any hesitation. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. Now this word uh, power is just, every time I talk about it, I, I, I can't just talk about it uh, casually. But I can just really feel that power and sense that power come over me when I start to talk about the Kratos power of God. This Kratos power, it's a, de it's a demonstrative power. It's eruptive, it's tangible, it's very real. It's resurrection power. And it's not a power that we believe in intellectually. It's the strongest flow of power that exists in the entire universe. And it's only attributed to God. God is the only one that possesses resurrection power. And man doesn't have this power unless God has given it to him. So this power comes from the Lord. It is a resurrection power. It's an eruptive power. It's a power that's going to make you do something. You're not going to sit still when this power is operating in your life, but you're going to act. You're going to do. You be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. This word might is a Greek word that refers to a very, very strong man 
puts you in the in the frame of the, or the mind of a bodybuilder. So think about a bodybuilder, how they're very strong. This is a man who is able, a man who is mighty, or a man with great muscular capabilities. So this Kratos power is so powerful and it's so demonstrative because God's demonstrative, excuse me, because God's muscles are backing it up. Okay, so there's nothing stronger than the power of God. Nothing, nothing, nothing stronger than the power of God. They say, well, Satan has power. Satan has some power, but he don't have all power. God has all power. Okay, he has all power. All right, so let's go on. Uh, see, Ephesians 6, 10, verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he tells them to put on, he's given a command, and it's not just, you know, a casual, but it's a strong command with a sense of urgency. So we can make a decision that we can either accept this, we can either do it, or we cannot do it, okay? The command is for us to put on the whole armor of God. You can't pick and choose which pieces you're going to put on. You got to put on all of it. Why? That you may be able. The word able comes from the word dunamis, which we know which is an explosive ability and it's a dynamic strength or power. When you're equipped with the whole armor of God, you have an explosive and dynamic power at your command. So you got to put on that whole armor that you may be able so that you can have this power at your disposal to stand. Okay, the Greek word stand and literally just means to stand. Now listen to this. In a military sense, it's meaning to maintain a critical and strategic military position over a battlefield. A Roman soldier standing upright. His head is held high, his shoulders thrown back. He's not slumped over, but he's confident. So we have a responsibility to stand guard over the battlefield of our own lives. The most important battlefield of your life is in your mind. Whoever controls a person's mind controls that, per that person's health and their emotions as well. So once the enemy begins to penetrate your mind, he then starts to flood it with deception. So a person who believes the lies of Satan, so the person, they'll believe the lies that Satan is telling them. And so that's why we have to put on all of this armor so that we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. So we got to renew our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us to be transformed or to be changed by the renewing of our mind you have to renew your mind daily it's a process for us all each and every one of us has to renew our mind no matter how long you've been saved minister paula you got to renew your mind yes i still have to renew my mind now i stated earlier that the enemy comes with thoughts suggestions and ideas so these thoughts and imaginations and strongholds they can take captive and when when this thought becomes um, an evil thought that comes to your mind, you got to put the word on it. You got to put the word on it. You got to renew your mind. And then there's thoughts of evil. When they come to your mind, 
if you if you review that and begin to think on that you begin to act on that and so when the thought comes into your mind you got to take it captive and you got to kick it back out no i'm not i come against that in the name of jesus that is not of god and you know when those thoughts come that that are that are not of god those of us you know that are in the lord we know when it's not of god but you cannot continue to press play on those evil thoughts because it'll start to manifest and you begin to think on those things and the more you think on those things the more that it's going to become a part of you and then eventually you'll start to act it out so put on the whole armor of god so that you can stand against 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 the greek word against it denotes a forward position or a face-to-face -face encounter so what paul is saying is that this is a soldier who is looking his enemy directly in the face like eyeball to eyeball but this soldier is bold he's daring he's courageous and he's standing tall with his shoulders thrown back and his head held high with his armor on we become mighty spiritual warriors when we have our full armor on mighty spiritual warriors who are dressed to kill the bible says in john 10 10 that the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy and jesus says that i come that you might have life and have it more abundantly our enemy the devil he he's 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 terrible He's, he's terrible. He's evil. He does not like you at all. And it's not so much us as it is he hates God so much. And so if you represent God, he's going to do everything he can to try to discredit God. And so we have to maintain what it is that Jesus won, the victory that Jesus won for us. We have to maintain that victory and we have to put on that whole armor so that we can stand against the wiles. This is the Greek word methodos. And the devil operates with a road or primarily with one avenue of attack. The devil is not a creator. He can only mimic what God does. So whatever God does, he takes it and contorts it and turns it into evil. He is not a creator. God is the creator. And so what he does and what he's done for centuries is that he only he uses the same the same things all the time because he operates with one avenue of attack okay so this kind of carries the idea of something that is cunning crafty subtle or full of trickery he doesn't have a lot of tricks he travels on one road, one lane, or one avenue. Just one thing, and he's been using the same stuff for, for years. He's been using the same stuff. He just uses his same old tactics, which seems to work a lot of times. So, that we can stand against the wiles. Let me see here, where are we? To stand against the wiles of the devil. We have the word here, devices. Also, it's the Greek word, which it reveals where the avenue is headed. And this avenue that Satan is, the, this road that he's on, is headed to the mind. So once the road is paved into the mind, the enemy begins to travel 
in and out of a person's mind and emotions to confuse and to mess up thoughts with wrong thinking, wrong believing, and false perception. Okay? So he plays mind games with you. And we have to remember this. I'll get into this in the next few weeks, but I I just, I, I think about this, that the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got to say to yourself, my problem is not people. My problem is not people. Because Satan uses people. He uses people. He uses people. And his number one thing is first, deception. And we are seeing in our day and time, right now, all over the world, not just here in the United States, but there has been a huge deception that has taken place. That has taken place. And it's sad to see. It is really sad to see. And that's why the urgency is so much more that we know that time is short, that Jesus Christ is soon to return and come and get us up out of here, and that we're in the last of the last days. We're in the final moments. And we have to stay closer to the cross, closer to the word than ever before, because we're getting at a point in time when you really don't know who to believe. One thing I know is that Jesus Christ is a sure foundation. He's the same yesterday. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will never change. He never deviates. His word doesn't change. You know, I know sometimes people try to take certain things out and say, oh, that's not relevant for today. But God's word never changes. It never changes. And so... We have to make sure that we are not falling for the deception and the delusion that is taking place. And we have to stay true to the word of God. We got to continue to stay in the word of God. We got to continue to stay in the word of God. You cannot believe what you hear and what you see on TV. You just cannot. You cannot. And if you can't discern the truth from a lie, I suggest you cut it off. Cut it off and get in the presence of God until you can hear a clear word from God, what's happening and what's going on and what's taking place at this very hour. So the devices, if it reveals where this avenue is headed, and this avenue is headed to the mind, that's where the enemy goes, is that he goes to the mind. And once... The road is paved into the mind. He begins to travel in and out of a person's mind and emotions to confuse. We know God is not the author of confusion. To mess up their thoughts with wrong thinking. When your mind is clouded, you can't think clearly. When you're all emotional, you can't think clearly. You can't think critically, okay? And even wrong believing, false perceptions. Now, one expositor says it, said it like this. It says that he plays the enemy, Satan, devil, the devil. He plays mind games. Satan wants to fill the human's mind with confusion. With confusion. And then you're, you don't know what to do. You don't, know what to, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to believe. That's why God has given us as believers the gift of discernment. So that we can discern the truth from a lie. What's right and what's wrong. And 
that's something that's missing today in the body of Christ. It's really sad and very alarming how many so-called believers cannot discern, cannot and are not discerning that they are believing and falling for things that are not the truth and, and not the word of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, Casting down imaginations or arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, deception is when a person embraces a lie that Satan is, Satan is telling them. And when this lie is embraced, it empowers to become reality in their lives. And when a person is in deception, this very sad thing is they don't know it. They don't know it. They do not know it when people are in the deception. And that's what is very, 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 very sad. All right. Some people think that they are totally right and they're completely wrong, completely wrong. And will argue you down to, you know, just argue you. All right. So the forces of darkness, Satan cannot do anything with you unless your flesh cooperates with him. So you got to deal with your your flesh before you can deal with the devil. The devil is a strong opponent and he plays dirty. He fights dirty. He fights really dirty. All right. So we got to live a crucified life. We got to be dead to sin. We got to be sanctified, which means we're set apart on a regular basis. It's not just every now but a sanctified life on a regular basis basis we gotta say no to sin and the things that will lead to sin we must be dead to sin you know why because dead men don't respond dead men don't respond they don't have the capacity to respond that's why when Jesus when they kicked on him when they kicked him when they spit on him when they yelled on him no matter what they did to him he didn't respond because he was already dead he was already dead. And so those things, you know, he, he knew that he had a greater purpose in, in, in mind by going to the cross. And so no matter what you do to a dead man, what they're not going to respond. You can pull up a corpse and try to, the, a dead person, they're dead. They're, 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 they're not going to respond. And so we have to be dead to sin. We have to be dead to sin. And we have to think clearly. We have to think clearly. We got to pray that we don't be in deception. We got to pray that we discern. We discern what's going on in certain seasons and certain times. And, and we have to know when it's a word from God and when it's a word from the flesh and when it's just, you know, garbage. Just throw it out. It's not the truth. We should be able to, to, to understand and know um, the time which we're living in and what is going on. So we're going to pick up next week with um, verse 12, I believe it is. And uh, then we'll start to get into the different pieces of armor. It's very powerful. We start to pull those pieces of armor, uh, uh, pull them apart and start to um, deal with the different pieces. So God wants us to be strong in him. We can't do it in our own strength. We got to depend on God's strength, which his strength, his power is eruptive. His power is resurrection power. 
So when we go to fight and battle, we are confident because we know, first of all, we already win. We know that, and that not only that, but that God has given us the wherewithal to fight so that we can defeat the enemy. So let us conclude with the word of prayer. Lord, we thank you today. We thank you. Father God, we thank you that, first of all, you counted us worthy to live in such a time. In the midst of everything that's going on, that's taking place in our world, it's a global thing. God, I thank you that you have your church scattered all throughout this nation and all throughout the world. And I pray for those that are listening that know you, Father God. I thank you for strengthening their hearts and minds. Lord, we don't know what lies ahead. We don't know. We don't know for sure. But we know right now that here in the United States that there's a whole lot of confusion and just a whole lot of mess. But Father, I thank you that you are working all things out for the good. And I thank you, Lord, that you continue to breathe upon this nation, touch those in leadership, Father God. We thank you, Father, that you give the people strength undergird us and help us to know that whatever lies ahead, Father God, that you are with us and that you will take care of us. I thank you for peace. I thank you for your peace, which passes all understanding, for that troubled heart or mind, Lord God, that fear may be trying to cloud their vision. I just rebuke and bind and curse the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that as Paul commanded the people, Lord, that we too will be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. You be glorified, you be magnified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to check me out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, under Paula Cornette Ministries. You can also visit my website www.paulacornet.weebly.com Remember that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm-hmm.